welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello everyone. I hope you're doing really well. In this episode, we're going to be discussing six key steps to sustainable weight loss. That was a bit of a tongue twister. So before we get into the tangible weight loss strategies, I really want to chat more about the whole idea of weight loss. I often speak with clients or friends who really, really want to lose weight. They're struggling with digestive issues or they're feeling exhausted, but weight loss is still their number one goal. Here's the thing. I really want to encourage you to focus on health first. A healthy body finds its ideal weight. Let me repeat that. A healthy body finds its ideal weight. So whether you need to sort out your gut health or hormones, get more sleep or work on stress management or all of those things I just mentioned, start there. See if you can begin to shift your focus to getting well first. Trust the process. Weight loss will come. The next thing I want to address is whether or not you do really need to lose weight. Of course, sometimes there is a need to lose weight. Sometimes we just want to feel more comfortable in our skin. But on the other hand, sometimes we're spending a little bit too much time on social media, surrounding ourselves with images of perfect bodies. Or sometimes we happen to be surrounded by people with very different bodies to us. If you're following accounts on social media that make you feel like crap, unfollow. If you're surrounded by people who look different to you, just begin to realize that we are all unique. We are all different. No two bodies are the same. So check in with yourself and see, do you actually need to lose weight or are you just spending a little bit too much time on social media comparing yourself to others? If you don't have much weight to lose, but you're still finding yourself obsessing over weight loss, I want to know if you've seen that quote that's always floating around online. Don't miss out on 95% of your life to weigh 5% less. I spent years of my life focusing on counting calories and training hard. And yes, I was a bit leaner than I am now, but it consumed my entire life. I was hardly able to enjoy my life at all. I really did spend 95% of my life, maybe even more, controlling the way I looked. I know when you're in that place, it's bloody hard to change. I was basically forced to change because when I got chronic fatigue, I had no choice but to shift my focus away from aesthetics towards health. But you don't have to hit rock bottom to change your focus from weight loss to health. Start small. Start by being aware of your thoughts. Start to think about what's really important to you. Think about all that energy you waste focusing on your weight. Perhaps you could redirect that energy and start a business or a new hobby or learn a language. 
or maybe even just have a little bit more downtime. Think about how much more you could enjoy and be present in your life if you weren't so worried about how you look or how many calories you're eating. Okay, so you get the gist. Focus on health. Become aware of your inner dialogue. Start to slowly shift towards being grateful for the body you do have and all the things it does for you. I really felt I needed to say all of that. If you want or need to lose weight, I want to support you to do that. I just don't want that to be the main focus of your life. Okay, cool. You didn't know you were signing up for a pep talk like that, but we got it out of the way. Let's move on to the action steps you can take for sustainable weight loss. Step one is to eat a nutrient-dense whole foods diet. This is basically eating whole foods 80 to 90% of the time, like veggies, some fruit, nuts and seeds, healthy fats and protein, and minimizing our intake of processed foods. What I found for myself and have seen time and time again in clients is when you eat real food, you get your intuition back around food. Imagine you're sitting at a table in a cafe. There's a plate in front of you with a big pile of veggies, some sort of protein and a healthy fat. You eat that plate of food, you feel full and you're not left craving more. You know when enough is enough. Let's just slide that plate off to one side. A new plate appears on the table with a giant pink donut on it. It smells so good. Your mouth is watering. You devour the whole thing in three seconds flat. And your belly may feel a little bit full, but you've got the taste for sugar now. Another donut magically appears. Your brain is getting excited. You could probably devour that second donut too, and maybe even a third. Have a think about those two scenarios. Which scenario allows you to use your intuition around food? Which plate of food helps you recognize when you're full? I'm going to guess the plate of whole foods, right? With highly palatable foods like deep fried foods and chocolate and donuts, it's so hard to know when you're full. It can be really hard to stop. I'm not saying you need to give these things up altogether. I believe it's important to transition to eating mostly whole foods and enjoying treats like this occasionally from time to time. You may find that making this change alone is all you need to do to lose weight. And that's what I've seen time and time again with people who have done my detox programs and who have worked with one-on-one. They transition to whole foods and they don't need to count calories and the weight just falls away. If you want to learn more about the whole foods approach to nutrition, check out episode number 42 of the podcast called What the Hell Do I Eat? So your action step here is to eat whole foods 80 to 90% of the time and minimize those hyper palatable foods. Step two is to find out your energy requirements and energy intake. Your energy requirement is basically how much you need to be eating and drinking to fuel your body. To find out what that is, go to the daily energy requirements calculator on eatforhealth.gov.au. I'll put this link in the show notes, or you can just look it up on Google. If you're not in Australia, you can still use this same calculator. 
The next thing we want to do is take an inventory of our energy intake, which is basically the calories or kilojoules we're getting from our daily food and beverage consumption. I'm not a huge fan of calorie counting. This is all for information purposes, just to check in because so many of us are either over or under eating and both of these things, yes, even under eating can impact our ability to lose weight. So in order to figure out your energy intake, you can enter everything you eat and drink into a tracking app like MyFitnessPal. There's plenty of them out there for free. I suggest doing this for three days so you can see a clear pattern instead of just a single day, which tends to vary from day to day. Because this is so personalized and we're all so different, I can't tell you exactly how many calories you need to eat on this podcast. But with these recommendations, you can start to work it out for yourself. I'm going to use myself as an example to explain how this works. When I entered all my details into the daily energy requirements calculator, it came back suggesting that I need around 2,200 calories a day. That might seem like a lot if you're used to being told you only need to eat 1,200 calories a day to lose weight. The amount of food I need also varies day to day, depending on where I am in my cycle, stress levels, activity levels, and lots of different factors. I seem to stick to around the 2000 to 2200 mark, sometimes more, sometimes less, and my weight stays pretty consistent. If I did the MyFitnessPal tracking and discovered I was eating way less than the recommended daily energy intake, I would actually want to very slowly increase my calorie intake. If your body is starved of energy and nutrients, it's really going to have trouble reaching its ideal weight. If I did the MyFitnessPal tracking and discovered I was eating way more than the recommended daily energy intake, I would very slowly decrease my calorie intake. Like I said, I don't want you to track calories ongoing. I just want you to get this information and do a little check-in with where you're at with your energy requirements and energy intake. Step number three is to eat healthy fats and proteins at each meal. When you add your daily food intake to MyFitnessPal, take a look at your macronutrient ratio. A good starting point is 30% fat, 30% protein, and 40% carbohydrates. There are so many reasons to consume healthy fats and protein for weight loss. Eating fats and protein helps keep you full, which means you're less likely to snack. Adequate protein intake is also so important for building muscle and increasing and sustaining muscle mass helps boost our metabolism. Also making sure our meals contain healthy fats and protein helps balance our blood sugar levels, which means you'll have more energy, so you'll be more inclined to stay active, you won't get hangry all the time and rely on coffee and chocolate for a quick energy hit, and you'll sleep better. All of this helps with weight loss. So how much protein and fat do we actually need at each meal? A good little guesstimate tool is to have a serve of protein around the size of your palm, This could be meat, fish, eggs, tempeh, whatever floats your boat, and two to three fingers equivalent of a healthy fat, like olive oil, ghee, avocado, or a combination. Another mistake people often make is forgetting to have protein, and sometimes also fat, at breakfast. 
if you have cereal or toast for breakfast or any type of sweet breakfast, even if it's like a paleo version, you may well be missing out on having these valuable macronutrients. Either you can opt for something like leftovers, you know, getting a little bit creative or eggs and avocado or smoked salmon. Or if you're not quite ready to part from your sweet breakfast just yet, you can add in your proteins and fats like collagen powder, high quality protein powder. You can also add, you know, healthy fats like coconut milk and ghee or something like that. Step number four is to swap processed carbs for veggies. A lot of us think we need things like bread and pasta to survive, but the thing is veggies are carbs. Let me repeat that. Veggies are carbs. Aim to consume whole foods carbs like any veggies at each meal and minimize your intake of processed carbs like bread and pasta. As I mentioned before, a good starting point for macronutrients is 30% fat, 30% protein and 40% carbohydrates. And you can experiment with lowering your carbs, which works very well for a lot of people when it comes to weight loss. If you did step two and discovered your energy intake is on the higher side, you can experiment with reducing your intake of starchy carbs, including things like sweet potato and pumpkin. It's not to say they're bad. It's not to say we need to be afraid of them or avoid them, but just to be more mindful of starchy carbohydrates, you know, in this context of wanting to lose weight. If your carb intake is much higher than 40% of your daily energy intake, I try lowering it. Boost up your intake of healthy fats and protein in relation to your carbohydrate intake. Let's move on to the next step. Step five, which is to move your body daily. Find something you enjoy and get moving. Start with 30 minutes every single day. You can walk, swim, cycle, do yoga on the living room floor, whatever you enjoy and will actually commit to. It's also really important to do some sort of resistance training as well. As I mentioned before, building muscle helps build up your metabolism. Just make sure you do it safely. There are plenty of free strength workouts on YouTube, or you could also get some personalized guidance from a personal trainer. I do want to mention one thing here. A lot of people will do something like running or HIIT training like F45 every day or five times a week. For so many of us, these can burn us out over time. You might also find you're losing muscle and gaining weight, even though you're training super hard. Like I mentioned, we need to do that resistance training to build muscle. On top of that, if it feels good, you can add in some HIIT or running or whatever else is going to get your heart rate up. Just be mindful that loads of running and HIIT training can stress the body out and have the opposite effect to why we're doing it in the first place. This is why I'd really encourage you to listen to your body and be flexible. If you're feeling really low on energy, you might just like to opt for something more restorative like yoga or walking. On the days when your energy is high, maybe it's the HIIT or strength training. Just get moving and do a little something every day. Step six is to get to the root cause. You know, that's my jam. And we chat about getting to the root cause in almost every episode of this podcast. The thing is with weight loss, 
So often you can be doing all the right things, eating really well, exercising, maybe even counting all your calories, but you still can't lose weight. Remember what I mentioned earlier, a healthy body finds its ideal weight. There are so many things that could be going on in your body that affect your ability to lose weight. It could be poor gut health, hormonal imbalances. Your body could be under constant stress. There could also be environmental toxins at play like mold or chemicals in your beauty and cleaning products. From a DIY perspective, start to have a little look at the sources of stress in your life and see where you can start to you know, peel away those layers and reduce your stress. If you feel like you've done all the things and you're not sure where to go next, I would really suggest working with a practitioner to uncover what's holding you back from losing weight. Okay, so to recap, the six steps to lose weight in a sustainable way are number one, eat a nutrient-dense whole foods diet. Number two, find out your energy requirements and intake and use that information to make your choices on what you're eating on a day-to-day basis. Step three, eat healthy fats and protein at each meal. Step four is to swap processed carbs for veggies. Step five is to move your body daily and also add in some resistance training if you're not doing that already. And step six, of course, is to get to the root cause. So please just remember, life is here to be lived. Focus on getting well and feeling good in your body so you can get back to living a life you love. And as goes with everything, we're all so different. These are general recommendations which will support most people. If you'd like one-on-one support and accountability from me to help you lose weight, ditch any frustrating symptoms and get healthy, let's chat. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash strategy session to book a free 20-minute strategy session, which is a call with me to discuss your current challenges, your goals, and how functional nutrition can support you. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out via email, hello at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, which is frandargaville. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.